This is Rhea. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. The story I'm sharing with you today came to me all at once. It was like it dropped into my mind, and all I had to do was write it down. It's called The Bird and the Caterpillar. Take it away, Gretel. Remember, there are no pictures. You have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, here we go. A bird swooped down from a tree and snatched a caterpillar in its beak. A delicious snack for my darling children, the bird thought. But as the bird lifted up from the ground, she heard a small voice. You can eat me, but I wouldn't recommend it. The bird dropped the caterpillar. It fell to the ground with a tiny thump. Oof! The bird and the caterpillar were in the middle of a forest in spring. It was early morning, and the sun was bright. What did you say? The bird said, settling onto the ground and eyeing the caterpillar. I said you can eat me, but I wouldn't recommend it. The bird fixed a beady eye on her snack. And why should I care about your recommendation? A beam of sun winked through the leaves. A line of ants ambled across the rocky soil nearby. Do you enjoy being poisoned? The caterpillar said casually as if this were a normal topic of conversation. The bird blinked. She thought of her babies. She glared down at the caterpillar. She had never had a conversation with one, and she did not intend to now. She considered flying away. There were plenty of other small creatures she could catch, but for some reason... She felt the heat of anger and annoyance flourish beneath her feathers. This caterpillar was lying to her. She did not like being taken for a fool. You're not poisonous, the bird said. She knew a great deal about caterpillars, having eaten scores of them. This caterpillar's coloring and pattern gave no indication of risk. You're bluffing. You don't want me to eat you, so you're bluffing. The bird fluffed her feathers while keeping a narrowed eye on the caterpillar, fully intending to recapture it. There was no big rush. She had a few minutes before her babies would wonder. And, though the bird would not have admitted it, she felt the thinnest sliver of doubt take root in her mind. Perhaps I'm bluffing, the caterpillar said. It rolled itself from its back onto its feet. Perhaps I'm not. The bird flinched at the gracefulness of the caterpillar's movements. Its sure-footedness unnerved her. What kind of a caterpillar was this? 
The bird shook her head, reminding herself who was in charge here. She was a fierce predator. This was a lowly caterpillar, not some philosopher. She who eats the poisoned caterpillar has not the time to feel regret, the caterpillar remarked. Apparently, he did fancy himself a philosopher. The bird flapped her wings in the way she often did when she was impatient. I can solve this mystery quickly. I'll take a small nibble of you, and we'll see what I find out. The bird loomed over the caterpillar. Just before she snapped her beak on its end, she heard, Even a small nibble could be your last, the caterpillar said, peering up at the bird. Your baby birds must be wondering where you are by now. The bird stopped short. She withdrew herself, leaning away from the caterpillar once more. She thought of her babies, waiting for food. She thought she could almost hear them calling for her. She looked carefully at the caterpillar, wondering whether he was, in fact, poisonous. The longer she looked at him, the more her doubt blossomed. If the caterpillar was poisonous, it was possible he was correct. Even a small nibble could be dangerous. If he was not poisonous, he had every reason to pretend that he was. The bird felt a headache coming on. Meanwhile, the forest was alive all around them. The nearby creek burbled over rocks. Beetles clicked as they took flight. Creatures were everywhere, creeping across the ground, hiding beneath boulders. A spring breeze swept through the forest, making the leaves flutter in concert. The bird glanced again at the caterpillar. Was that a smile she saw? Was this caterpillar actually smiling? But the smile vanished. A trick of the light, perhaps? The bird fluffed her feathers once more and realized how much time she had wasted on one small caterpillar when there were plenty of things to eat in the forest. And yet, this caterpillar was playing games with her. It wasn't poisonous, and it was out in the open, ripe for the picking. She couldn't believe her hesitance. She had eaten such creatures many times before, a number of whom looked similar to this one. The bird felt anger and indignation swell beneath her feathers, and she darted at the caterpillar. You seem like a caring mother. I'm sure you wouldn't want to risk your baby's health, the caterpillar observed calmly, the bird's beak just millimeters away. The caterpillar's quietude arrested the bird before her beak could reach him. Frustration filled her, making her feathers stand on end. 
She glared at the caterpillar once more, feeling the sting of defeat run through her. With a harumph, the bird shook her head and burst upwards from the ground, flying through the trees, trying to shake off her agitation with every flap of her wings. She found several worms who spoke not a word. She fed her babies. She went on with life. Her days were filled with travels through the open sky, above the great, wide forest. But the bird never stopped puzzling over the caterpillar. Every so often, she thought of his words. Perhaps I am bluffing. Perhaps I'm not. She thought of the smile that may or may not have been a trick of the light. Every time these thoughts came to her, she felt a great turmoil rise beneath her feathers. The caterpillar went on with life as well. A few weeks after his encounter with the bird, he made a cocoon. A few weeks after that, he emerged as a moth. He flitted through the forest on his new wings. He perched upon flowers. He gave life to the things he touched. He rarely thought of the bird or any of the other birds with whom he'd had similar exchanges. But he often thought back to what his mother had taught him long ago. Never live in fear of birds. You can poison them with one nibble. Am I truly poisonous, mother? Whether you are poisonous or not does not matter. Believe you are, and you will be. The caterpillar, now moth, had taken these words to heart. He lived a long life because of them. He never knew for certain whether he was poisonous to eat, but he had learned how to plant doubt in the mind of a bird. And that was poison enough, indeed. This was such a fun story to write and so different from most of my other stories. If you've been listening for a while, you know I do love complicated stories that have lots of characters, but sometimes it's nice to just write a simple story. I hope you'll try it. Try to come up with your own story that just has one or two characters. I would love to hear what you come up with. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. My in-house tech director, Peter Kay, runs my website and puts my stories on the internet for all of you to enjoy. Thank you to my Little Stories premium subscribers who are making it possible for me to continue working on the podcast and to share my stories with children around the world. 
With Little Stories Premium, get more of the stories you love and access to Little Stories for Sleep. Find the link in the episode description or visit www.littlestoriespremium.com. Thank you to Gretel for providing this super important reminder message at the beginning. And thank you, as always, for listening in.